Although the Panthers lead the Eastern Conference in regulation wins and road wins, we are going to break down today what actually makes the Florida Panthers the best team in the Eastern Conference. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to this Friday, January 26th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're to your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from the Hockey News. You can follow me on X at Man 12 Follow the show account on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. So, Cats fans, we are almost at the finish line for the first part. Not necessarily half of the season because we're past the 41 game mark, but another checkpoint in the NHL season. And this is more and more about when front offices and coaching staffs have to have more of that conversation on how realistic things are for their teams, for better or for worse. And it's a great position for the Florida Panthers to be in. And right now on a two-game winning streak right now for the Panthers. And here to here on today's show, it is a Fairbanks Friday edition of the show. And he is right back off the IR here, Nick Fairbanks. Nick. Welcome back to Locked On Panthers, my friend. Yeah, I've had a couple of stints on IR this season. I don't know what's going on. I can't stay healthy for whatever reason. I'm just getting over a flu bug or a cold right now. So uh, much appreciated. Really glad to be back and uh, was really happy to see a win last night. Absolutely. Uh, and yeah, sometimes wear and tear gets on your body sometimes, just like hockey players. So we got to relate this into the sport, right? So uh, <laughs> For sure. So I want to I want to discuss more about really kind of the fallout from from the winning from the win on third third um, Wednesday night, excuse me, for the Florida Panthers over the St. Louis Blues. And you were at the game there in, in person. You happened to get a Lundell jersey uh, on an auction from um, uh, um, a raffle, excuse me, autographed mm-hmm. by Anton Lundell. And then you see Anton Lundell score uh, a goal, one on a beauty of a backhand pass by Sam Reinhart. I just want to give you the floor for a little bit, not only on a vibe check based on how the Florida Panthers have done these last few games, but uh, how you've seen Anton Lindell's game uh, over the last few uh, after over the last week. Well, I honestly think that, you know, he's had uh, multi-point games in the last few games. I think his confidence is starting to come back and it's just, it's really nice to see after the rough, rough start that he's had this season, um, you know, it's something that I've kind of talked about with, uh, Kirby, um, you know, over there on, uh, uh, five reasons sports, uh, newly, uh, debut show that's coming up and Lundell is doing everything right, but scoring like him and to Chuck to start the season had the lowest goals for 
Uh, so like it was like they are the unluckiest players on the team and almost the whole league actually if you're looking at the numbers correctly and it just you know when you don't score and things are not going your way it's very easy for somebody to get down on themselves or not be confident but the Panthers stuck with them and what a beautiful thing to see him back with Sam Reinhardt who is just anything he touches is going in the net so um it's very good to see that Rhino's back with him to provide him that little spark. And you saw it last night. So I think right now for the Panthers and Lundell, if these three lines can get rolling, there might not be a team in the league that can stick up with them. Yeah. And, uh, and that is, uh, that is, <laughs> we're going to part of going to save that part of the conversation as far as for segment two on what makes, uh, the Panthers, the best team in the Eastern Conference. But just continuing on Lundell and all, he even spoke about it to the media after the game, talking about how it's not all about the points, that he's had a lot of chances early in the season and that you got to keep trying. And you don't hear Paul Maurice uh, saying anything in relation to Lundell as far as the habits in his game as well as trying to get up, get up in his battles. He's not cheating the game neither as far mm -hmm. as that for for him. As, as well can can sometimes he get outbodied as someone who's a little bit undersized yeah that that but at the same time when you get more cracks at it as well and you play with a guy who you're familiar with which this is another thing that anton lindell uh said uh he said quote let's show what we can do so <laughs> it, it's a it's it's something that he kind of has in the back of his head it's like knowing it's not it's not necessarily break glass in, in case of emergency when putting these guys together, but just knowing also that you have it at your disposal. And even Paul Maurice spoke about it, how it's an easy fix as far as the ability to switch Reinhardt and Samuskevich at the time of mm -hmm. when it when it comes to those guys. And also the fact that Barkoff is playing for the first time in over a week, even though it says third line you have a chance to ease him in back from that injury as well with Alexander Bargov. So everybody's winning here. Definitely. And if you look at how Maurice put the lineup, I mean, obviously you're going to keep the second line going because that, that line's rolling right now. Uh, to Chuck is finally hitting on all cylinders. Bennett's doing his thing. He's, you know, hitting, setting other people up. And Verhage just, you know, he's a scoring machine still. Um, you know, very happy for him getting, I think he's at, um, 200 points now for his career. Um, but the only option that Paul Maurice really had was, do I put Samuskevich on the third line with Losterine and Lundell, or do I put that line back together that was so successful in the playoffs and kind of reboost those two players? Because let's face it, anybody who plays with Barkoff is going to be fine. You know, he's mm -hmm. going to take care of some of the battles along the boards. He's going to be able to uh, maintain the puck and have possession and play defense. They just need to get open and give him lanes to pass to. I felt that Rodriguez was doing okay with that last night. Um, unfortunately, I think he missed the puck a couple times when trying to shoot. Um, mm -hmm. And that'll happen, but hopefully he cleans that up. And then Sam Muscovich, I mean, it's his first time playing on the first line. So, I mean, there's probably some jitters there. And, you know, he – was he's a small he's on the smaller side so you know 
getting in those board battles early, kind of shied away from it. But as the game was kind of going on and they were really feeling it, you could see him battling down and winning some of those pucks. Um, I think he had two chances to score in the game that were really good chances. And you just, you felt for him like, Hey, it's going to come, but um, hopefully in the next game it will. But uh, I think it just, again, goes to the testament of the Panthers and also Paul Maurice and Bill Zito that how deep this team can be when fully healthy. Yeah, and it really comes down to when you have guys like Reinhardt and Barkov who can create offense on their own mm-hmm. versus as great as a kid line would be for, even though Lusterine is not really that much of a kid, him, Lundell, and Mackey, it, it, can, can they create that offense on their own in order to match up with the other third line as well? So that's why I can understand why Maurice went – in that direction in the first place. And good point that you made that anyone who's uh, playing with Barkov is going to have their game elevated uh, for for sure. So uh, can't, can't wait to see more and more of this uh, because it's definitely just exciting to once again, see uh, Mackie in the show Mm -hmm. for sure. But we're going to transition over to segment number two, where we're going to discuss more about what makes the Florida Panthers the best team in the Eastern conference. We are going to discuss that and more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Indeed. And we are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with 300 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and the matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree, Indeed delivers the highest quality of matches compared to other job sites, according to recent Indeed survey. More than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed hire great talent fast. And listeners to the show will get up to a $75 sponsored job credit to get your job more visibility at Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Just go to Indeed.com slash LockedOn right now and support our show by saying you heard about it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Also, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. And conference championship weekend is here. And I know personally for me, I'm not worried about any more Miami Dolphins division rivals being in the dance. So I can place all my bets at ease because for me personally, I don't care who wins the rest of the tournament. It could be Patrick Mahomes getting his third, Lamar Jackson, Boynton Beach native, getting his first, the Detroit Lions finally getting over the hump, or a, a great story in Mr. Irrelevant in Brock Purdy. So there's great storylines all over the place for the conference championship weekend. And you can place all your bets right now at FanDuel. You can get a $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use, and there's there's many different ways to bet, like same game parlays, find bets in the Explore tab, find a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. And get and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 
Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Back on this Friday, January 26th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast here on a Fairbanks Friday edition of the show. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So, Nick, there is a conversation around the Florida Panthers Twitter sphere and even Instagram on a recent video from Ryan Whitney and Paul Bissonnette about who they thought the best team in the Eastern Conference was. And just something I consistently look at is regulation wins and road wins. Panthers lead the NHL, excuse me, the Eastern Conference in that category in all. But I, I want to dig deeper into the what the, the what and the roster construction of why, the why of them being the best team in the Eastern Conference. And... When you look at Boston, which they are four and eight in the overtime period, not even the shootout, four and eight in overtime. So three and three and one in the shootout. The Panthers are three and three in overtime and only have been to one shootout. The one and only shootout they've been to was the one in, against the Leafs back in November, the whole Evan Rodriguez yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, there's something that speaks volumes as far as when you're able to win in regulation and the fact that you don't have to rely on open ice and flip a coin, something that happens in a shootout that might have the puck bounce your way and all, but it also comes down to how, whenever you think of Florida and Boston, although as a tandem, Boston's better, you could only start one. And the thing is Jim Montgomery also said, that if he would have had it any differently, he would have done the goalie rotation that he did in the regular season. Who's to say that's going to actually work in the postseason as well? Toronto, on the other hand, yeah, Ilya Samsonov got a shutout. Great overtime win that the Leafs had last night against the Jets. Mm-hmm. And him and the chance of Sammy, which great story for Ilya Samsonov. Great for him. But still a lot of blue line injuries as well, and not a lot of debt and a lot of money going towards top players, which I think the Panthers and the Leafs, it's a push as far as the top six. And we even spoke about it in segment number one about Lundell, Reinhardt, and Lusterinen. What if that can go keep get going? Panthers could be unstoppable there. Lightning are older, even though mm-hmm. Kudrov is having a Fantastic season as well. Detroit's still up and coming mm-hmm. as well. They just shut out the Flyers uh, tonight. How, how, what else are you, what else that I did not mention on what makes the Florida Panthers the best team in the East? Because I don't think it was a matter of whether they were right or wrong, but it's just more of the how and, and putting it all together as far as that. So I have three points for this. So number one, uh, and I know uh, Ryan Whitney mentioned this, but how the team was able to perform without Montour and Ekblad in the beginning of the season. So, Cause let's be honest, 
I don't think any of us thought we were going to be where we were without them. No, you no know, way. we just wanted, we just wanted to tread water, give ourselves a chance to make the playoffs. And here we are, you know, solidified in a playoff spot for now. Um, and the team is just getting better. They're getting healthy uh, all around. Um, so I think it's that, I think it's the start of the season better than expected. Secondly, it has to do with the actual play of the team defensively as a collective whole. Um, they are fifth in the league with goals against. They have mm -hmm. 122 goals against. That is remarkable considering the last few seasons when we've seen them give up three, four a night and still have to score five or six to win. We're not doing that anymore. We're winning games 2-1, 3-1, maybe even 4-1 with a couple of empty netters like we did in Nashville. So I think it's that. And then the third point I have is Florida's number one in the league in shots per game, but they are 25th in their shooting percentage. So that PDO is going to go like this. So I think we're only on the cusp right now of the amount of goals that Florida is about to score and they're about to erupt, which is why you're seeing Chuck starting to go off, Lundell starting to pop off, Bennett's coming, you know, stronger every game. And then, you know, you have Barkov that's going to get healthy that I think is going to start putting goals in. But you have people like Stenland who's there to, you know, solidify the fourth line. Uh, Gadovich, you know, uh, you know, he was able to put one in last night, which was beautiful. I think some of the goals that were biting or some of the plays that were biting the uh, Panthers in the butt this season that didn't go in, we're going to start seeing them go in now. Um, I think that you're going to see a shooting percentage up towards 12 or 13%, which means that you're probably going to get an extra probably about 10 or 15 goals on top of that. So um, I would expect big things in the second half here, the final 30 games, if all goes well and everybody's healthy. Yeah, and and the PDO conversation is always a strange one because because even during the playoffs, the the Panthers <laughs> were at points they were under fifty percent in Corsi, but they were yep. still coming out on the winning end and just using their qual quality over uh, quantity as far as that. So it's just also just the ability to get net front presence as well, the higher percentage yep. type of shots. And we see the Panthers are doing so much better than that. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I've lost count. I think it maybe it's over a handful now of the amount of times we've seen that set play from Barkoff on the half wall <laughs> to Kachuk to, and then to Reinhardt right in the slot. Even in the new year, I think it's more than a handful. I've <laughs> like so the fact that the Panthers are getting that part of their game for. I know that's just one part of the game, the power play, mm -hmm. but the fact that you are giving yourself more of an opportunity that PDO could go in the other direction too as well. Correct. So that's also a thing when it, when it, when it comes to that. And there's something that Steve Goldstein mentions on the broadcast. Every single time the Panthers have a lead, he always likes to mention their record when leading after the second period, which, yeah. which listen, Hey, it's worth mentioning. The Panthers have yet to lose the game in regulation when they go to the third period with a lead. So more often than not, 90% of the time, the Panthers are get are getting at least two points, uh, like two points, 90% of the time they are. So it's really about the, the, whenever you are getting the leads early, 
you're able to you don't need to go for you don't need to go for a a, a shot at, at the net or jump up in the play if you're a defenseman because that could lead into an odd man rush going the other way as, as well and that's one team's problem in the new york rangers the new york rangers are notorious this season for ch- chances off the rush uh mm-hmm. this year it, and igor sisterkin can't save everything as, as well for that that's the, probably the biggest issue with the new york rangers as far as what i've seen as far as that so that's another thing for the panthers is the ability to adjust as the game goes. Yeah, and I don't know if you've noticed this season, a lot of the shots from the defensemen have been wider. They've gone to the boards instead of being on net. Why do you think that is? Well, not not an open shooting lane, uh, for, first of all, or or just trying to put out a prayer uh, there. <laughs> so I, I think it's one of two things. Uh, yeah, you're right on the first one saying the shooting lane is being blocked. I think teams understand that Montour can shoot, Ekblad can shoot, Forsling's got a howitzer. I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, even Mikola was scoring early in the season. Um, so teams are definitely closing that gap and sh- uh, blocking the shooting lanes. But I also think that they're going for tips or having mm-hmm. trying to get plays behind the net. Um, I mean, that's how Bennett scored uh, the goal against Vegas. I mean, it was just a shot that went off the boards and right to him, and Thompson couldn't get it uh, on top of it uh, quick enough. So I think Florida definitely is just trying to play that game where, hey, listen, if you're going to try this way, we have another way around you to score. However, I think as the season goes on, the defensemen have to start hunkering down and putting shots on net. That's how you're going to score in the playoffs off of rebounds and off of dirty plays. And then you better start practicing it now instead of these plays that just go off the boards, because you know what, that might work work once or twice in the whole playoff season, but putting one on net, getting a deflection, having the goalie sprawl out, that's what you want. You want them in desperate desperation mode. Yeah. You never know any, any, any shot that's off the boards, they're even out of their crease and then a quick bounce. I mean, (laughs) Some of those goals I think of is the home game against Seattle where Mahura dumps it in, the court goes out of his net, and then Nick Cousins is there to score. And then the other one, Etulus Torreña against the Blues, it just goes Ugh. in. So uh, you you just never know what it can do whenever a defenseman shoots from the blue line. And then you, you, you all of a sudden find an open net just like that. And, hey, that's what happens when this team who was – second in the league and goals by defensemen can get up in, into the play as well and yep. then create those from off the boards. So uh, that's what that's great for what the Panthers have as far as uh, depth. And once again, what happened in the first uh, 16 games with OEL and Kulikov getting those top four minutes, extremely crucial uh, as far yep. as carrying it over to this part of the season. But we're going to transition to segment number three where we're going to preview tonight's game between the Florida Panthers and – the Pittsburgh Penguins tonight from PPG Paints Arena in Pittsburgh. We're going to discuss that and more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy as to what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your ride or die, 
you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, you're guaranteed to fit your ride or die every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. Third and final segment here on this Friday, January 26th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Fairbanks Friday edition of the show. So, Nick, Florida Panthers, Pittsburgh Penguins, their first matchup since uh, December 8th, which was also on a Friday, uh, which uh, the Panthers came out to a 3-1 victory over the Pittsburgh Penguins. That was back in Sunrise. So. It's crazy because that was the time when the Penguins had that offer on the power play. I believe they ended it ended up being over 37 of that stretch. The power play numbers, as far as what the Pittsburgh Penguins have done from then on, lot they're higher than what the the mean is as far as that, and they're and they're finding the back of the net more than what they were, uh, what they were on December 8th. Their record since. 10, 5, and 3. However, they still find themselves second to last in the Metro uh, as -hmm. far as that. And the Gensel-Crosby-Russ line still still has it going. Corsi 4 of over uh, 60%. Expected goals 4 of 55%. Which the Penguins have to ask themselves a very hard question about Gensel's future with the team. The Vancouver Canucks have come knocking on Dubas' door, um, apparently about what they're going to do as far as that. And it's crunch time for them. So we can see this as a big desperation game for the Penguins. And as far as their forward lines, there's a newly formed forward line recently. Colin White is with on a line with Evgeny Malkin on the second line. And this will be their second game, apparently, uh, together uh, coming into this one. So... We saw what call we saw Colin White in in Florida scratch mm-hmm. here and there and, and all not really too much of a difference maker as far as what we've seen but 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 we will give credit where credit is due Tristan Jari has been the least of the issues for the Pittsburgh Penguins just like we spoke about last go round Definitely. Um, you know, the Pittsburgh Penguins are at a 13.3% power play, and that is because of their early season woes, and they've definitely picked it up since then. But, um, you know, you have to wonder with the structure of this team, again, you have to question why did they go and get Eric Carlson? You know, could they have found capital or if they could have found other ways to make the team better instead of going to get somebody who's just a purely offensive defenseman? But they already had one. So why do you need to? Um, Tristan Jari has been, as you said, the least of their worries. I'm waiting for that shoe to drop. And I almost think it's going to be like this. The offense is going to kick up and he's not going to be able to stop a puck. So um, unfortunately, I don't see much changing um, for the Penguins. And this will be, you know, it'll be a tough game because Crosby is a Panther killer. Let's be honest. Um, Malkin will possibly get into it um, and Gensel. But Nobody else really on the roster really scares me too much. Um, this team is old, and, you know, they try to put it together for one more run, and they're second to last in their division. They're just above the Blue Jackets. 
by 11 points. I mean, it's a huge leap, but if you're down there with them, you got to start asking what you're doing. And maybe that's why Vancouver's not knocking on the door for Jake Gensel to see what the market is for him. Yeah, Sidney Crosby, 63 points in 48 games, 29 goals, 34 assists for a... Actually, he's a plus four only against the Panthers, but, uh, you know, plus minus not the end all be all as far as uh, that stat. Uh, but also, when, when it comes to Sidney Crosby, all the national outlets have, as far as podcasts I've listened to always like to talk about uh, Sidney Crosby and how he plays at even strength. I actually looked it up, What, how much of it is actually coming on the power play. Ten points out of... 48 so very low percentage on, on on special teams but also just speaks volumes so much about how he gets into open space wins a face-off gets in front of that does the the do it all guy generational talent mm-hmm. uh that is uh sid the kid um as well and just it, it's just uh this guy in in his late 30s just not slowing down at, at any point it's just we haven't we haven't seen it come after him. Father time and Chris Letang, despite despite that blunder the other night mm-hmm. against the Arizona Coyotes, him and Malkin, <laughs> Chris Letang has not it has actually not been an issue for the Pittsburgh Penguins neither. No. Uh, as far as what he's uh, done this season, it's just really about construction and then mixing styles of play with with one another. Another, I mean, Carlson's a right-handed shot. Letang is a left. As well, as well. So mixing that up on the power play is just, and and positioning on where they are in the point, uh, it's just uh, it's just you scratch your head. But still, Dubis was able to clear cap with that trade. Still, regardless. So when you think of Gensel and his ability to, if they reevaluate and they say they got to retool and pack it up, pack it in, and for next year, like look what happened to the Capitals last year. And they're in a better spot to make a wild card ch- um, chase this year, despite mm-hmm. OV not scoring. And let's also not forget that the Metro is, <laughs> there's not a lot of separation between second place and, excuse me, third place and seventh, too. So any run by any team can can make the difference as far as that. So Pittsburgh is no way out of it. No, and I'm actually looking at the rankings right now. So you have the Rangers at 61, Hurricanes at 57, Flyers at 56, Islanders at 51, the Devils at 51, Capitals at 50, and the Penguins at 48. Um, So, yeah, so literally the Penguins can, uh, they better not win tomorrow or tonight, whatever you want to say. If they win games after that, they could be on top of the Islanders and be roughly four points back of the Flyers if the Flyers continue to um, not play the way that they're supposed to. Um, but again, it, you can never count out Sidney Crosby. You nope. know, it's almost as if he doesn't mm-hmm. want to let Connor McDavid have the league yet. <laughs> you know, uh, Connor's like, well, you know, it's, it's my league now. And then Connor Bedard comes in. It's like, wait, did I, did I have the league yet? Did, did Sidney give it to me? And then I just pass it <laughs> to Connor. Um, but I just find it interesting that the Capitals and Penguins still find themselves within striking distance of a playoff spot. I actually am hopeful of the Capitals uh, just because uh, I'm a Ovechkin fan and I want him to start scoring. But I also 
people think that he's also taking a step back right now for the team because they want to win and they want to bring people in to basically fill out that roster for years to come. But, you know, back to the Penguins, can't take them lightly. They do have some weapons. And as long as Florida sticks to their defensive game and Bob has a great game again, it's good. we're going to be fine. And Pittsburgh has a, a pretty top penalty kill too. So special teams is going to be the name of the game for the Panthers as far as getting through uh, that Penguins uh, penalty kill as mm-hmm. far as that. If they're able to win that part, they're going to win the game. And one thing that I'm more hopeful of the Pittsburgh Penguins than I am of the other teams, they have four games in hand on the New York Islanders with only three points back. Washington has a negative 30 goal differential, while Pittsburgh has plus 12, too. Yep. New York's a minus 12, um, 22. New Jersey's yep. a minus four. And Pittsburgh has two games in hand on them. So even if the pan- even if the Penguins don't win tonight, watch out as far as the games in hand. But as Frank Rikus and Josh used to say on this show, when it comes to games in hand, you got to win. win. You yep. got to win them. So that's but keep an eye out on that after this one uh, for everyone listening, for sure. If the, the Penguins do, in fact, Make, make a run so you, you heard it here first if if, if anything but uh nick i want to thank you so much for uh, joining me on this edition of the locked on florida panthers podcast where we preview uh tonight's game between the florida panthers and the pittsburgh penguins they will be taking the ice at 11 30 a.m eastern for morning skate prior to their game and thank you uh, also for discussing with me what makes the panthers the best team in the eastern conference uh tell everybody where they can follow you online my friend no, thank you for having me on again. Uh, everybody can follow me on X at Prudentia Zero. I'm going to start up a sign-up list for the Lundell Fan Club if people want to get back on board. It's okay. I understand he's had a rough season so far, but I think he's found his groove, and we have plenty of room for the bandwagon. So sign up. <laughs> thank you so much, my friend. And I will see you next week, uh, my friend. See you next week. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey and Football Stone and Steel Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you once again for making Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So I'm Armando Velez with Nick Fairbanks. And you've been listening to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.